everyone. Welcome to New Point Community Church. Thanks for joining our podcast today. We pray that this series and this message inspires you to grow your faith and builds your relationship with Jesus. Enjoy today's message. Good morning, New Point. How are we doing? Good. You know what Brian and Angel experience is what I desire for each and every one of you. I want you to come to a place in your life of where you not only say it with your words, but you say it with your life. In God, we trust. And for that to happen, we have to look at our finances because money's really, really, really important. Would you agree with me? It really, really is. And what I've come to learn is when I have trusted God in that area of my life, you know what? I don't worry about anything else because our lives revolve around that. And so we're in this series called In God We Trust. And the question is, how much do we really trust God? And one of the ways in which we can look at that is by how generous we are. Brian and Angel talked about that. And so it's not, do you give? We all give, right? You give, I give, we all give. The question is, are we generous? Are we generous? And what I want to do is I want to take principles and promises from God and share them with you. I want to take things that I've learned from other people who have taught me about how to trust God and how to live out his truth and his principles and the Larry Burkett's and the Ron Blues and the Andy Stanley and the Dave Ramsey and all these people that I've read and I've listened to. And what I want to do is I just want to continue to share with you nuggets that I've learned and that I've implemented in my own life that have helped Patty and I to come to a place of where we don't fight about money. Isn't that amazing? We don't argue about money. We don't stress out about finances because we've learned principles. And so I want something for you more than I want something from you. And so here's what Proverbs has to say. Where there is no word from God or no vision, people are uncontrolled, but those who obey what they have been taught are happy. And so I've been taught the principles and the promises of God concerning my finances, and guess what? I'm a happy camper. My wife's a happy camper. And I want that for you. Because you see, our God is a generous God. We're going to be celebrating communion here in a few moments. And we are most like him when we are generous. And he's generous in that he's provided everything that you and I will ever need. And so I don't want something so much from you, but I want something for you. Now, what happens is many times we think that one act or one moment defines us. And that's not true, whether it's good or whether it's bad. You know, and many times we think, you know, hey, I'm a generous person because let me tell you what I did three months ago. Or let me tell you what I did a year ago. Let me tell you what I did a month ago. But really, it needs to be a consistent behavior in your life and my life for it truly to be real in your life and in my life. And so when I'm talking about being generous, and that's what we're going to talk about today, I'm not talking about random acts of giving because generosity is not random acts of giving. Do you know that? Most of us are pretty good at that. And and I like to randomly give. And I trust that you do too. But that's not what generosity is all about, okay? 
Because what happens is usually random acts of giving happens because somebody is persuading you. Somebody is inspiring you. Somebody might be throwing a guilt trip on you. And after you hear their little talk, their little dialogue, you say, honey, I think we ought to give. And so most giving happens at the end of a sales pitch. Someone shares with you about a need. Somebody shows you some pictures. And what happens is you're moved. You're moved in your heart. And so you randomly give. But what we're talking about today is not random acts of giving. What we're talking about is truly being generous. Are you generous? Are you really? Or do you think that you're generous? Because giving and being generous are two different things. You see, true generosity, listen to this, true generosity transcends inspiration and guilt. I don't need to be inspired to give, and I don't feel guilty, so I give. Generosity is not moved by inspiration. It's just something that you've decided in your heart, that you've premeditated. And you said, hey, you know what? This is going to be my lifestyle. This is how I'm going to live. And so you're not moved by guilt. You're moved by the fact that you trust God and you understand that he wants to use you to be able to bless people. So here's the trust factor. The trust factor is this, in God we trust. When you become generous, you will give more, save more, and consume less. Now, there's an exception to that. Some of you have saved a lot. You're hoarding, okay? But for most of us, you know what? That's not true. We randomly give, but maybe we're not as generous as what we think. And I don't mean that you never give. What I mean is that maybe you haven't determined in your heart that you're going to be generous. Now, being generous doesn't determine the amount that you give. Do you know that? It really doesn't matter how many zeros you have behind that first number. That's not the equating factor that determines whether you're generous or not. What determines the factor is, do you trust God? Do you see him as your provider? Because you might have a lot of wealth, but you've never learned to be generous. But here's what Jesus promises to you and me, if we trust in him. If you become a generous person, you will be happier. I've never met a generous person who wasn't happy. Have you? <laughs> I mean, all the generous people I know are happy. You see, it's not a mistake that the word miser and miserable comes from the same root word. They're connected. They're connected. When, when, when I'm a miser, when I just hold things, what happens is I become miserable. And I don't know about you, but I've never met an unhappy, generous person. Now, here's the issue. You and I have to talk, you and I have to be taught how to be generous because generosity is not natural for you or me. It's just not. It's just not. We have to be taught. And we laid a foundation for that last week. And if you weren't here, I encourage you to download it. We gave you the foundation of how you can begin to trust in God in the area of finances. One is you develop a budget. Two is that you get out of debt. Three is that 
you, you uh, develop quality relationships. Four is that you begin to save and invest. And five is that you learn how to be generous. And so we have to learn how to be generous. That's why we teach our kids to share, right? All of us, you know, you're training your kids. Now you need to share. You need to give. And there's a lot of things that come natural to you and me, but generosity is not one of them because there's something inside of you and there's something inside of me that is reluctant to give. Let me tell you how it works, okay? Because kids, all right, kids, when we train them to be generous and that they should share, they literally take it, don't they? And, and, and so you need to share with Johnny. So they bring their piggy bank and they want to give it to Johnny. And what do we say? Now, don't go overboard. Come on. Okay, there is a limit to this. But if you want to know what comes natural when it comes to handling finances, it's, it's that we have a scarcity mindset. We, we have this mindset that there's not gonna be enough for me, and if there's not gonna be enough for me, I'm in trouble. You see, we, we see this all the time. And yet what happens is it limits God's blessing and move in our life. Now, here's one of the things that we do in America, okay? We, we go in debt, okay, and we end up purchasing things, okay, that the moment that we purchase it, its value goes down, but the price of paying for it goes up, right? Isn't that crazy? That's a crazy way to live. That's a crazy way to live. But we live in a culture, we live in a society of where that is the norm, I want us to break out of the norm. I, I don't want us to be purchasing things that the moment that we purchase it, the value goes down, but our payment continues to climb. That's not wise. And so here's a truth that I want us to get. We don't feel rich, but we are, right? All of us here today, no doubt, are rich, okay, by and large, compared to the world. Here's the other truth. We feel generous, but we're not. You know, if I were to ask you, are you generous? You'd probably say, yeah. But here's what we need to understand. If, if a third of the world would drop into your life and be able to listen to your conversation or maybe to your fight that you had with your spouse, your girlfriend, your boyfriend, your mom, your dad about your finances and you're saying, I can't believe we're struggling with our finances, they would leave scratching their head because they could not believe that you would have financial struggles with how much you are making. Because here's the thing, most of us are making more than what we ever thought we'd ever make. And yet we don't feel rich. And yet at the same time, we kind of feel generous because we remember those random acts. And the reason for that is, as one author says, we buy into the myth of generosity. And I want to help us with some myths. I want us to explode some myths of generosity so that you and I can learn to trust in God and be able to be that conduit, to be able to be that vessel, to be able to truly be happy by becoming generous. Let me give them to you, okay? Here's the first one. It's spontaneous, right? Don't, don't we think that generosity is spontaneous? 
We go somewhere, you know, I, I, I've been at two of these in the last three days, okay? You go somewhere and you hear somebody give a speech, they tug on their, your, your emotional strings and you give, and you give. And we just think, well, I'm generous because I was spontaneous. But what happens is that's not necessarily true. You just randomly gave. Or maybe you have a neighbor who's struggling and you heard about him or her. And so you gave there or you heard about one of your children's friends, family who is struggling and you give there. Now, here's what you need to, to understand. That's good. I'm not against random giving. Okay, I do it. I trust that you do it. It's good to be able to do that. But that's not what we're talking about. Okay, the truth is generous people are really less spontaneous. Truly generous people are less emotional in their giving. They're more strategic in their giving than they are emotional in their giving. And so a myth is, well, I'm spontaneous, so I must be generous. Could be true. Maybe it's not. Here's another one. It is determined by the cash flow, okay? It's determined by the cash flow. This is a really popular one because here's what we think, okay, in our mind, okay? I wish I could be more generous. You ever thought that? I just wish I could be more generous. And we think that there's times that we can be more generous than others. And we might say, you know what? I'd like to be able to do that today, but I just can't. I hope that I'll be able to do it in the future. And really, it's the thinking that, a person's ability to be generous is determined by their cash flow. And it's not. Generous people are consistently generous. And it has nothing to do with your cash flow. It has nothing to do with my cash flow. If you think that, that, that you can be generous when you can afford it, but you can't be generous when you can't afford it, then what happens is you have this myth that generosity is determined by cash flow and you've not learned to be generous. And this leads to the next one. And the next one is this. It's the amount that counts, right? You ever thought that one? It's the, it doesn't matter the amount, okay? This is a huge myth. We have heard it said, you know, many times somebody had gave this and somebody had done this, and we go, wow, that was such a generous gift. Really? See, you don't know whether it's a generous gift or not. The only person who knows whether it's a generous gift is the person who gave it. Because nobody else knows your finances. Y'all okay? See, you might have a lot of zeros behind it, but the fact of the matter, it wasn't that generous compared to your financial situation. The person over here who maybe had two zeros in a one was more generous because of their finance, are you all okay? Because of their generosity. So, so what happens is we, we can't buy into the myth that it's the amount that counts. No, it's this that counts. It's your heart that counts. Because giving is only one part of someone's overall finances. And, and, and so you might say, well, I wish I could be more generous. No, you know, only you know whether you were generous when you gave that or not. Only you and God, because only you and God knows your financial situation. And so no one knows. But here's the good news. You ready for this? Everybody here, all across our campuses today, everybody can be generous because 
It's not the amount that counts. Can you take a big sigh of relief? <sighs> Everyone can make a donation. Everyone can be a blessing. And it's not the amount that counts. Let me give you this next one. Rich people are generous. That's a myth, okay? Because here's what you can buy into, okay? Because we don't think we're rich. So you know what we buy into, don't you? We buy into the thought, well, when I become rich, I'll become generous. And that's not true. Rich people are not generous. Rich people are rich. You okay? And generous people are generous. And there's no correlation between the two. So let me talk to those of you who are in your 20s, okay? Because this is huge. The quicker and the faster that you learn to trust God, the better your life's going to be, I promise you. And so if, if you're in your 20s and you're thinking right now, well, when I get older, I'll become more generous. That is faulty thinking. You know what? If you don't become generous when you're 20, you won't be generous when you're 40. I promise you because there's no correlation between having money and being generous. That's why we need to learn to be generous. Y'all okay? So what is generosity? What does it literally mean to be generous? Be generous. Let me give you a definition that I've worked up. It is a mindset where one premeditates, calculates, designates freely giving of personal financial assets. Okay? Let me say that one more time. It's a mindset. It's something that, 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 that you have in your head. It's a mindset where one premeditates, okay? We're going to look at this later. Calculates, designates, and freely gives of one's personal financial assets. See, Paul talks about this. I, I'm going I'm to really set you free here in a moment, okay? That's generosity. It's not being moved by tears. It's not being moved by pictures. It's not being moved by guilt. Y'all okay? That's not generosity. That's manipulation. You never want to be manipulated to give. Never. Okay? So here's what Paul says to the church in Corinth. And Paul has a lot to say about generosity. Here's what he says. Let each one give as he has what? Made up his mind. That's the mindset. Okay? And purpose in his heart. That's premeditated, okay? Not reluctantly or sorrowfully or under compulsion. That means not through inspiration, not through guilt, not through manipulation, okay? For God loves what? He takes pleasure in, prizes above other things, a cheerful, joyous, happy giver whose heart is in his giving. Wow. So here's, here's, here's the most important thing. Never let anybody guilt you into giving. See, everybody's afraid to talk about this at church. <laughs> Y'all okay? We're not here. We'll talk about everything here. And you should never let anybody guilt you into giving. I had somebody, a businessman, who was talking to me the other day, and he told me, he said, he said, he said, uh, uh, a ministry leader called him up and said, hey, God told me to tell you that you should give X amount to my ministry. I said, you know what I tell him? Go fly a kite. That's not how God works. God always works by giving you an opportunity and then guess what? He lets you decide 
You know, maybe you've seen it on TV. Hey, if you don't send in this and you don't do this, we're going to have to pull the plug. You know what you tell them? Pull the plug. So you don't let anybody manipulate you or coerce you or guilt you into giving. Here's what you want to do. You want to order your life around the principles of God and you want to put your trust in him. And when you do that, it frees you up. It actually frees you up because what you say is, God, hey, I just want to do what you want me to do. You lead me, you guide me. And he wants to free you up because listen, being free financially is not the amount of money that you make, right? I mean, we've all known people who've made more money than us who are financially strapped. Would you agree with me? Absolutely. Or maybe they worry about money all the time. Why? Because ultimately it doesn't matter how much you have because generosity isn't about income. It's about your heart. It's about my heart. It's about learning to be something more than do something. And so Paul is at the end of his life, the guy who wrote this, okay? He's at the end of his life and he has some family, okay? Spiritual family around him. And he knows that he's going to die. He knows that he's going to die. He knows that he's at the end of his race, and he begins to remind them of his own life. And you know what he does? He tells them how generous he's been. He says, let me just give you the cliff notes on my life. And he begins to walk them through. This is in the book of Acts. He begins to walk them through how God had taught him to trust in him and to be generous. And because of his generosity, the gospel had spread all across Asia. By the way, that's why we're here today. You know that, don't you? It's because of the apostle Paul and his generosity. And he's not bragging, but what he's doing is he's challenging them. He wants something for them more than he wants something from them. And he's letting them know that he has been generous all throughout his life to God and to his work and to his kingdom and that he's at the end of his life and he has no regrets. And here's what Luke records of what Paul was saying. Paul tells him all about his life of generosity and where he got it from. He says this, remembering the words the Lord Jesus himself said, it is more blessed to give than receive. You ever heard that? No, no doubt you've heard that. And you didn't even know where it came from. It came from the Bible. You know, maybe you've, you've heard the saying, hey, you know what? It's more blessed to give than it is to receive. And, and, and maybe, you know, somebody has given you something. And, and uh, you know, you said, ah, I, I don't know if I, nah. And, you know, maybe they whipped out this verse and they said, hey, well, hey, you know that it's more blessed to give than receive. And your mind begins to think, but it's pretty cool to receive. And the reason why we think that is because we think of a moment. We, we, we think in a moment. I mean, Christmas is coming up, right? We're going to have rack, we're going to have random acts of giving. And what happens many times at Christmas, we try to make up in one day, what we've lacked for all the other days of the year. Y'all okay on that one? 
where maybe your family, maybe your friends would just say, I would just like for you to have a lifestyle of generosity. Let's just don't keep it to one day called Christmas. And so when Jesus says it's more blessed to give than receive, he's saying it's happier to give than receive because something is let loose in you and something is let loose in me. And yet, if we're honest, we struggle. Is it really more blessed to give than receive? And Jesus would say, absolutely. But he's not talking about moments in which you and I give. When he says here, it is more blessed to give than receive, what he is talking about is a lifestyle. And the word blessed here means happy. You sow and you reap your way into happiness. Do you know that? Paul would say, whatever you sow, you what? You reap. And Paul says here, if you will choose to live a generous life, not just random acts, not just moments, if you choose to order your life around being generous, you will be happy. You will be happy. Because he was taught that by the Lord Jesus. And Paul lived that. And now at the end of his life, he's telling all these people, hey, you know what? You admire me and, and you think well of me, but let me tell you the key to my life. The key to my life has been, I've been generous. I've been one who has been generous with all that God has blessed me with. And so Jesus is literally saying this, happy is the person whose life is ordered around giving, not receiving. Let me just tell you this. If you're depressed or you're discouraged or you're defeated, start giving. Start giving. Become generous. And what happens is your life will open up like a flower. I'm not talking about random acts. I'm talking about a lifestyle. You see, our mission here at New Point is to inspire people to follow Jesus. No one was more generous than Jesus. It was the hallmark of the church. 2,000 years ago. Those are generous people. And you know what scripture says? And among them, there was no needs because they were generous. And Jesus demonstrated his generosity by laying down his life for you and me. Look at this scripture here. It says, you are, Paul is talking, okay? Again, Paul says, you are familiar with the generosity of our master, Jesus Christ. Rich as he was, he gave it all away for us. Wow. And in one stroke, he became poor and we became rich. Think of that. The generosity of Jesus. He who knew no sin became sin so that you and I could be forgiven of our sins. So that you and I could have eternal life. He was so generous that he gave his life away so that you and I could be forgiven. Wow. Not of some sins, of all my sins. He removes them as far as the east is from the west and remembers them no more. That's pretty generous, right? I can forgive you of that one. I don't know about that one there. No, his generosity, 
He gave it all away for you and for me so that we could be rich. Rich in what? Joy. Rich in what? Peace. Rich in what? Purpose. Rich in what? Life. See, he came to give you and I eternal life, not just quantity of life that we get to live with him forever and ever, but his generosity spills over that you and I can have a quality of life right here and now because he fills us with his spirit. And he says, I'm going to give you all of me. I'm not going to hold back. I'm going to give you all of me so that you can experience everything I have for you. And so we're going to celebrate that. And I've never gotten over the generosity of God. It's something that I don't earn. It's something I don't even deserve. And yet my Lord Jesus said, you know what? Dwight, I'm going to become poor. I'm going to take on the form of a man. I'm going to come and dive into the cesspool of humanity. And I'm going to live a life that you will never be able to live. And I'm going to die for you so that you can live the life that you could never have. Because I love you. Because I'm generous. For God so loved the world that he what? He gave. And you know what? He keeps on giving. And he keeps on giving. And he keeps on giving. And he keeps on giving. Why? Because he's a generous God. And when we come and we trust him with what? most people think is the most important thing in life. It liberates you. It frees you. And so I want to pray for us. And then you're going to be led into this great experience of acknowledging the sheer generosity of Jesus Christ who became poor so that you and I might be rich. Would you pray with me? God, we thank you today for Jesus. We, we, we thank you that you have demonstrated once and for all what it looks like and what it means to live a generous life. And through your generous life, you've brought hope, you've brought healing, you've brought purpose, you've brought joy, you've brought peace. You've given grace and you've given mercy. To me, I don't deserve it. But your generosity isn't based on whether I deserve it or not. It's just who you are. You're just a generous God. And I thank you for that. I thank you for that. And I pray for myself, God. I pray that I would become more like you and that I would have a mindset of being generous to all that I come in contact with, all that you're asking me to because of what you've done for me. Be with us as we celebrate your generosity. And it's in Jesus' name we pray, amen. Thank you for joining us today. If you want to know more about us, please visit our website at newpoint.org. There you'll find past messages, parent resources, times and locations to all of our physical campuses, or you could just download our app at newpoint.org app. There you can find all those same resources just in a mobile version. We want to say thank you again for joining us and we'll see you next time.